Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome into the program. And we've got the phones working after some downtime yesterday at 508 996 0500 and of course app chat on the WBSM app and if you didn't see the article that I put up last night uh, so it was there, there's a technical snafu with the phones that we have and actually the last person that tried to call in yesterday the phone kind of crapped out in the middle of that so poor Barry poor Marcus didn't have the ability to take your phone calls last night uh, we do the, the engineer was here late into the night last night. Uh, Frank is a miracle worker, and he was able to get the phones working. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of inside baseball here. It's the phone. He, he put in the phone system that I first trained on when I first came here in, like, 2002. So <laughs> looking at this phone brings back memories. And I also apologize if... Um, I don't, uh, if I hang up on you accidentally or if I don't put you on hold correctly or any of that, it's been a while since we've had this phone. So, but we will, uh, we'll do our best to take your phone calls. But uh, I put up an article last night with all of the different ways that you can reach us and communicate with us, even if you can't call in on the phone. And of course, many of you use app chat and it's, uh, it's been a great tool for us the past year here on this program, and I know the other hosts enjoy it as well, the ones that use it. And it's certainly a great way for us to be able to communicate back and forth and for us to have your thoughts read on the air. Uh, but there's also another option that you may be unaware of, and it's our open line feature. And I'm very excited about this possibility, and I, I wish more people would utilize it. What it is, is it is the chance to record a voicemail and send it in to us, and then we can play it on the air. And if you have, uh, you know, any kind of, um, like, communication software on your phone outside of making a regular phone call. So if you have Skype, if you use StreamYard, if you use uh, Zoom or any of these other other um, ways to communicate with people outside of just dialing a phone number, you know how great the audio quality is on these if you're using your phone. That the, the, the phones today, the iPhones, the Android phones today have 
fantastic microphones on them that are, you know, you could do a professional broadcast with them. We do it all the time. We use, we use our phones for professional broadcasting all the time. So you could do the same by just leaving a voicemail. You'll sound just like you're here in the studio with us. And so if you've never used the open line feature I have in my article, there is uh, an explanation and some photos to guide you through the process so that if you want to do that, you can. Maybe, you know, maybe you can't call in, but you have a few moments where you could go into the corner of the office when nobody's listening and you could record what you want to say and send it in. It's, uh, it's real easy to do. So check out the story and check out the open, li- open line feature on the app. And we call it that, you know, we could have called it a lot of things. We could have called it voicemail. We could have called it send audio. But I decided to, to put open line on it there to, to be a throwback to the open line of WBSM where you used to be able to just call in and talk, you know, now we kind of want you to stay on topic because what happens is inevitably somebody changes the topic and it derails all the other phone calls that were coming in about that topic. However, you know, I like to keep things loose and if people do want to change the subject from time to time, I let them. But with the open line feature, you can really talk about whatever you want because then we can decide when to play it in the show so that it, it doesn't have to derail the conversation. So if we're getting four or five great calls in a row talking about a particular topic, but yours is about something else, which is also a great topic, just not the topic we're discussing right now, then we can hold off and say, okay, maybe after the next break or maybe after the next uh, newscast, maybe then we can, we can play it. So it gives us a little bit more flexibility and gives you a little bit more flexibility as to when, flexibility as to when you can speak to us. So uh, I recommend that you check that out, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. I have used it before, you know, it's kind of just sending stuff into myself to test it out, and it is top-notch. So I think, uh, I think you will enjoy it. Uh, also, last night you heard, you heard in the news, last night there was, there was some news made here on the program, uh, you know, here on WBSM. There was elections happening across the South Coast. There's elections happening tonight. Now, last night, things were a little bit handcuffed because Marcus couldn't take phone calls to bring you live election results like normally. Um, uh, Hopefully, I was able to get him over the Freetown results for the only contested race, the school committee, and for the question about whether or not Freetown should have the debt exclusion uh, to help fund a new... So basically, if you haven't followed along with that story... Uh, the town of Freetown has joined, has voted to join the um, Bristol Plymouth vocational school as opposed to being part of Old Colony, which it was in the past. So vote, they voted to join Bristol Plymouth, but part of that is Bristol Plymouth is going to be building a new school, a new high school, $323 million. And of that $323 million, you know, 180-something million is, is the responsibility of the member towns. So Freetown would have to pay its share of that based on the number of students that it expects to, to send there, which I believe is around 76 is the expected number. So if that's the case, Freetown is, you know, it's not like it's a huge town. And so Freetown will be on the hook to pay a, a portion of that. So they voted for a debt exclusion to allow for paying for that. So that passed last night. But everybody was looking at the uh, school committee race because of 
Kayla Churchill and the way that she had made headlines and also kind of the way that she had run her campaign. Now, uh, I've spoken on the air here about how I didn't think that she was a serious candidate because she wasn't running a serious campaign. Hopefully she learned lessons from this if she plans on running again, which, you know, I would encourage anybody to run. But there's there's ways that you should do it and ways that you should carry yourself during the campaign that can make all the difference. Now, do I think that she lost votes because of her, the way she handled things? Probably not. She probably actually gained votes from people who were also not serious people. So she might have, you know, picked up a few outliers here and there. Uh, but I don't think she, I certainly don't think she won anybody over with the way that she was running this campaign, which was, and again, this is, I'm not going to get into all of the, the, the ideological differences that I have with her, but not showing up at the candidates night, not putting your, well, let's start with not putting your platform out there. So people didn't know what they were going to be voting for. People didn't know what, what you stood for outside of the fact that they knew that you had, you know, made headlines for trespassing into the schools. They knew that school safety was your top issue. But they didn't know where you stood on any other issues. They didn't know what your qualifications were. They didn't know anything about you because you didn't put anything out there. And the, the mindset of, well, if you want to know anything, you can just call me and ask me or meet me for coffee and we'll talk about it. Like that doesn't work. Voters don't want to have to do work for you to earn their vote. They want you to lay it all out there for them so that they know who it is that they're going to vote for. They don't have time. They don't have time to call somebody and meet some. Listen, my job requires me to call people all the time. I hate talking on the phone to people. If I am not going to, you know, if I don't have to call you, I am not going to call you. I want to be able to read what your platform is on your website or on your social media. And instead of laying all that out and, and putting that out there, she said she would reveal it all at the, the candidates night because like, for some reason she thought her opponents would want to steal her ideas. And I thought it was about school safety, not not winning, but whatever. So she said she would reveal it all at the candidates night, but then didn't show. And by the way, to everybody that is commenting, was commenting on her behalf and uh, characterizing how everybody was beating up on her in that candidates forum, uh, I was there and I heard everything that was said and, and nobody was beating up on anybody. They were fairly addressing the fact that the other candidate didn't show up. There was no beat up on Kayla. That's not what it was. It wasn't gang up on her and everybody had a good laugh at her expense. It was the references to her were, you know, if she had shown up or she didn't bother to show up or this shows how serious she is about getting your vote, which is all fair game when you don't show up to the candidates night. And the defense of, well, I heard other candidates didn't show up either. Yeah, because they were running unopposed. 
But anyway, so you didn't show up there and and give your present, you know, present your ideas. Instead, you said that you couldn't go because you had discovered something about a sitting school committee member that upset you so much you couldn't go, even though he wasn't on the on the the ballot and wasn't going to be speaking. He did happen to get up and ask a question, but and then instead it turned into all of this deflection. Look at what this guy's doing. Look at how this other candidate didn't respond to me asking if, if she supported what he was doing. You know, when somebody asks you a ridiculous question, it's best to just not answer. And I don't want to get into all of it because we'll, we'll get the whole story eventually, but it was characterized as this, this other sitting school committee member was, we'll just say, a, a deviant. And so when you ask somebody, do you support this deviance? Who's going to answer that question? Because you don't have any proof. And you're trying to, to, trying to taint the answer before it's even given. So all of these things were what was being done instead of just talking about what the issues were and what your plan was. And how you were going to do it. So it's no surprise that she got trounced. I can tell you that in Lakeville. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't have the totals on that page. I'll have to open it up in my email. But she, she was, in both Freetown and Lakeville, the two incumbents got about five times as many votes. That, no, that might not be right mathematically. But they got far more. She was in the 100s and they were in the 700s. And so I would just recommend... If she's listening, and I know people that support her are listening because they were calling me all kinds of names on social media because I pointed out the flaws in the way that she was doing things because, you know, that's that's what I'm paid for, to give opinions on things. And so if she's listening or if somebody else is listening, this just you've, you've got to take the campaign more seriously and make it less about everybody else and more about what you want to do. And congratulations to Jennifer Blum and Robert Clark on their re-election. And I think, you know, obviously the discussion about safety was brought up. So if, if Kayla Churchill's looking at it on the whole, it's it's still a victory because she had concerns about the, the security. The fail-safes that didn't work that allowed for her to breach the school security have been addressed. And now it is something that the school committee will have to talk about going forward. So that is a win. Even if she didn't win the position, she should be happy that her main goal is accomplished. Now, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I don't think her entire plan for school safety that she laid out will be adopted because I just don't know how feasible or necessary a lot of it is. But... 
at least the conversation was had, and at least it's and and if she becomes a a more serious candidate going forward, maybe she has a chance in the future. But I would just recommend align yourself with the right people, have people that can curb your instincts to respond to people on social media or have your mom do it for you or you know the other people who are supposedly supporting you and just focus on what it is that you want to do as opposed to what everybody else is doing but that's that's my little spiel on that we'll take your phone calls if you want to sound off on that 508-996-0500 again today is the day that people are voting in Dartmouth so I know that there is um, some controversy in the school committee vote there as well. So you can, uh, you can call in if you have thoughts on that as well. Uh, we have the announcement last night on South Coast tonight that Joe Lopes is going to be running in Ward 5 for the seat that will be, uh, not, be f- not be filled again by Scott Lima, who has decided not to run again. So Joe Lopes is the first person that has announced that I'm aware of for, for that seat. Uh, having moved from Ward 6 to Ward 5 uh, in the time since he was defeated by Ryan Pereira. Uh, we also, we can still get more into, we didn't get a lot, a lot of time to get into it yesterday, but we can get more into uh, Councillor Brian Gomes's response to the veto of the four-year mayoral term. We can talk about that as well. And uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be joined again by Lisa White. Uh, she was part of that neighborhood meeting last night in the North End in which... Um, her and Shane Burgo both spoke, Councillor at Large Shane Burgo, who is the one who proposed the rent stabilization question. Now, she was supposed to call um, Marcus last night after the meeting to, you know, let her let everybody know how that meeting went. We had arranged for her to call in for South Coast tonight, as you know, as Marcus is trying to get more more folks to call in after these meetings and and give us some um, some real time perspective it's it's in tv we call them otfs on the fly it's like you grab somebody right after they come out of a situation you say okay what are your thoughts and so he's trying to do more of that with uh those in attendance at different meetings and so we had arranged for her to call marcus last night obviously that couldn't happen when the phone lines down so i had invited her to 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 join me today so she's going to pop into the studio um in the 10 o'clock hour and she will share for us how that went because i guess things got a little bit heated I guess things got a little bit tense and um, and her, she took exception to the way that Councillor Burgo treated her in that meeting. So we'll have her on. Um, and of course, if Councillor Burgo wants to call in and, and rebut that afterward, he's he's certainly welcome to. Or if he wants to call in once she's here. But um, the idea, I didn't invite him because I, I, you know, but didn't know the phones were going to be working. So, uh, but we will have... Um, we will have that discussion coming up in the next hour as well. I got to take a break right now. 508-996-0500 if you want to respond to what we were just discussing or just bring up whatever's on your mind. You can also, again, hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Use the open line feature to record some audio to send it to us to play, and uh, we'll be happy to do that. We'll be back in just a few moments. Sam.
And welcome back in 508-996-0500 if you want to call in or hit us up on app chat or open line on the WBSM app. Uh, Courtney in Freetown sent in an app chat message. Last night was a victory for Freetown Lakeville students, parents, and residents who were tired of the chaos and the nonsense. So, and I, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I'm a member of a number of different groups in that area. As again, I'm a member of a number of different town groups, uh, in terms of gathering and sharing information and, uh, just keeping my finger, try to keep my finger on the pulse of things on the South coast, because as you know, like, I want to only talk about local things here. I want to focus on the local stuff you can't talk about anywhere. And so I noticed that, uh, it was very quiet in those groups today and i'm sure freetown residents who have been getting uh, their their um facebook notifications blowing up over the past couple of weeks are probably happy to wake up to peace and quiet anyway no matter what just you know whenever any election is over there's a a quiet after uh so if you want to call in about that 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and discuss uh the um the Joe Lopes announcement. If you want, we're going to discuss Councillor Gomes's letter a little bit more. Uh, I did touch upon it briefly yesterday, and I did get a chance to talk about it a little bit with Jack Spillane yesterday. But this is something that you know we've seen each of the councillors now who proposed these ballot questions uh, issue press release responses to Mayor Mitchell's veto letter, and as we talked about before. The, you know, the veto letter was, was very strongly worded. Uh, I think that the response letters have been, um, the response statements, I'd say, would be measured in their response. You know, I don't think that they they gave in to, they, you know, there's a little bit of a thumb in the eye here and there, but I don't think they gave in to, you know, turning this into a war of words. They wanted to make it, in their eyes, just a war of facts. So... Uh, Councillor Gomes put out this press release responding to the claims about how the city had overwhelmingly supported or had come out and supported, you know, the four-year term. As he said with us before, he's been hearing since that passed from people who wanted to have it repealed. If you are somebody who felt one way or the other, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and why. We've had a few callers who have said why they think, you know, the mayor should be a two-year position. We've had callers who have said why it should be a four-year position. Uh, but the, the idea of having... Th- this, this is what worries me a little bit overall. And the mayor expressed this, and he might not have expressed it, you know, in, in his... his he might not have expressed it in a way where he'd already pissed off the counselors in that letter. Let's just, let's just point that out. Like there's, there's no shying away from that. They were not happy with the tone. They were not happy with the, um, pedantic nature of that, of that letter. But the point is to be made. Are we going to keep bringing back things almost immediately after they've been voted one way or the other. So in the case of the CPA, the the Community Preservation Act, I kind of understand that to some degree because it's been almost 10 years that it's been in effect. It's been, what, eight eight years? 
So I can kind of understand. And since 2017, we've really seen it go into effect, you know, funding these projects and getting the matching dollars. So you've got a little bit of a basis for that because it's because it's each year. So because it happens annually, you've got more of a field to look at. We've only had one election in which the New Bedford mayor was elected to a four-year term. So if this question, and again, it's non-binding, but if it did pass, if the citizens did vote to return the mayoral term to two years in a non-binding question, what happens next? It has to become a binding question. So then you're looking at another year before that would get on get on the ballot. And you've already got a mayoral election happening this November, whether or not John Mitchell runs. So you'll have you'll have had one four year term and a year of a of a four year term when you're going out to vote on whether or not you want to get rid of the four year term. So my question is just, do you feel that that's enough of a sample size for you to know how you feel about this question? A lot of folks are going to come down on how they felt about it one way or the other already. The people who supported it are going to continue to support it. The people who are against it will remain against it. But for those in the middle, do you feel like you've had enough sample size one way or the other to make that decision? And I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on that. 508-996-0500. And again, it's just, it's just asking, a, asking a question. I'm not saying that it's, it's definitely not enough time. I'm not saying that it's plenty of time. I'm saying I'm, I'm wondering what you, the voters, think. Because... Again, it's, it's not like the CPA question where that has, you've seen that happen every year since it came in. So you've, you've got more of a sample size. Again, it might, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the same number of years. You've got more of it happening in that time as opposed to there's been one election in four years for mayor. I also wonder... If you are somebody who thinks that it should go back to the two-year term, do you think, and we talked a little bit about this with, with Jack Splain yesterday. Actually, I guess it doesn't matter if you think it should go back to a two-year term or if you think it should stay a four-year term. No matter which way you come down on it, what are your thoughts on having term limits for it? You know, Jack had written the column where he suggested that the city council should be term limited. And when we asked Council President Morad about that, her response was, well, does he want the mayor to be term limited? And although I don't remember seeing it in the column, I asked Jack about that yesterday, and, and he said yes. He thinks that the mayor should be limited to two four-year terms. So I believe I believe he thought it should be four. Did he, did he say three or four? I think it was four two-year terms for Councilor. And two four-year terms for mayor. So e either way, whether you're serving as mayor or on the council, his, his plan, his idea would be for you to serve eight years. Now, there's, uh, there's always something to be said on both sides of an issue like that. There's always something to be said for having somebody in there with longevity. 
somebody who can get things done, somebody who knows the game, somebody who, you know, can focus on getting the job done without having to worry so much about re-election. You know, you look at a Ted Kennedy who or Barney Frank, these guys who were around for a long time who who knew how to get things done. You you can you can feel whatever you feel about them and their politics, but they knew how to get things done. And I think that you see that with the city councilors. The other side of that argument is if you do term limit them, well then that allows for fresh blood to come in, new ideas to come in, new approaches and, and, and techniques, new new things that probably I, I wouldn't say that the current the current counselors wouldn't think of in that position, but certainly can be ideas that can be innovative. And so I, I don't know. I see the the pros and cons of both sides, but it's up to you, the voters. I mean, obviously, of course, term limits is not on the not on the ballot. That it's not even something that's being brought up, and and it's only been something that was brought up by Jack Spillane in response to, well, if you're going to try and change the mayoral term again, why don't you put this on the ballot to see how people feel about it? And that's only because of the conversation that's happened. And although Jack didn't say as much, I think it's because a lot of the conversation has happened here on WBSM from some of the callers. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. app chat on the WBSM app as well as open line on the WBSM app Uh, M in New Bedford who is M stands for miserable just so everybody knows this radio station is obviously dedicated to the city council every single day I cannot believe we're going to listen to this again that's why you have no calls because everyone is sick of hearing this boring topic talk about something average people actually care about most people aren't even aware of all of this M stop listening I don't know why you do this every day. You are the miserable person that walks around telling everybody how much you hate everything. And everybody just looks at you and says, I can't stand that guy. I just want you to know nobody likes you. You have no friends. You have nobody that wants to actually engage in conversation with you because you are miserable. I don't even know you, and I know that all that is true. If you want to talk about something different, pick up the phone and call. Keyboard warrior. If you want to talk about something different, 
bring up a different topic in the app chat. No, no, no. I just want to complain. I want to complain about how much I don't like Tim Weisberg. <laughs> what do you want me to talk about? You want me to talk about everything you're going to hear on every other show? You want me to talk about Donald Trump? Because you're not going to like what I have to say about that. And then you're just going to send in another message saying I should be taken off the air. Because I don't, I don't agree with everybody else, so I shouldn't be here. All right, phone lines are open, 508-996-0500. Come on, what do you got to say? Yeah, that's what I thought, Jay. Anyway, they, they are open, 508-996-0500. If you do want to call in and chime in with anything that's on your mind, uh, as I mentioned, we will have coming up in the next hour, Lisa White's going to join us. We're going to talk about what happened in that neighborhood meeting last night because the question came up, uh, you know, the, um, sorry, the... The meeting was about discussing the ballot, the non-binding ballot question about rent stabilization. And the meeting, I guess, did not go well from the way that it was characterized to me. Now, again, I wasn't there last night. I was um, working on some other stories and kind of making sure that everything was you know, covered that needed to get covered for the election stuff. And, of course, the election stuff didn't come in. So that was... I woke up and realized I'd got an email at 12.30 in the morning from one of the municipalities. And I was like, I, I, I'm already asleep. I didn't want to get up and write it. But um, that's what I was kind of paying attention to. So I didn't get a chance to, to really follow along with what was going on in that meeting. But it was going to be a, a back and forth between Councillor Burgo, who proposed the rent stabilization question, and uh, Lisa representing the landlord side of things as somebody who owns uh, multiple properties in the North End. So that's that's why it was happening in the North End Neighborhood Association meeting. And from the characterizations that I saw from Lisa and her husband, they both felt like Councillor Burgo went after them and was disrespectful. And I find that uncharacteristic of Shane Burgo in, in what I know of him from his last couple of years uh, being in the public eye and in my limited personal interactions with him and the discussions that we've had with him here, but I want to hear more about it. Uh, and plus, Lisa was going to join Marcus last night and the phones being down last night, she was unable to, so uh, we'll get the reaction this morning and then we'll get your thoughts on it as well. Don't forget too, on Thursday, New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad is going to be here with us she is going to be taking your calls uh, for the entire 10 a.m. hour on Thursday. So all the questions that you've wanted to ask Council President Morad uh, when she's been calling in on Fridays with other counselors, you will have the chance to call in and ask her on Friday. And she's not going to be afraid to answer any of your questions, so don't, don't hold back. That'll be happening in the 10 a.m. hour on Friday. And then, of course, she will join us for her regular scheduled segment uh, on Friday when she'll be joined by Councillor Ryan Pereira from Ward 6. We will also have, of course, Mayor Mitchell on tomorrow as well. Uh, so I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of these issues as well. So Emma New Bedford, you might want, not want to tune in at that time because, you know, you don't like it when we talk about the city council. Even though, you know, we're actually legitimately influencing the conversation here by letting people speak out here on the radio. We've seen direct responses to things like the pay increases or the salary reclassifications, I should say, 
the CPA question. We're seeing people who are calling in and chiming in all these things, and that's the counselors are listening to that, and they're utilizing that as, as public input. But, you know, M doesn't like it. So, anyway, 508-996-0500. Uh, let's see here. We got a caller here. Do I have time to take You know what? I have to take a break. Caller, hang on. What we'll do is we will uh, take the break. When we come back, if we have time, we will get to you. Um. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.